Hello, my name is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast, and today's episode is a little different. So usually you hear me interviewing people or doing a solo episode, but today we're kind of flipping the scripts, and I have a 20-something interviewing me, if you will. Really, it's just a mentoring session. So if you don't know, I do online mentoring. I've done that for years. It's something I love to do. And Grace is someone I know in sort of real life. She was an intern for me. And when I put on the internet, Hey, I'm looking for people who want to do a mentoring call and we can record it and turn to a podcast episode. Grace raised her hand. And I'm so glad she did because our conversation is really applicable to, I think so many of you listening on the other side of this, your earbuds, because I had this conversation often with kind of this, like, you know, in between college and marriage, I'm not sure where to go and just have some questions about life. Um, but spoiler alert, between the time we recorded this and it's airing, Grace got engaged. It's so exciting. Anyway, you are going to love this conversation. Here we go. If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date their bags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hello, Grace. Welcome to the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Oh, okay. So just a little background, you guys. I put on the internet like, hey, I I do online mentoring and I would love to kind of do this through the internet and through our podcast and record it because I find every time I do a mentoring call, I'm like, dang, I wish I had this recorded because I feel like it would help so many other people because you know, I find myself repeating a lot of the same things, but Grace and I met several years ago. She interned with me and just automatically fell in love. And you guys will too. She's just smart, well-spoken, confident, lovely young lady. And I I love what you're doing. And when I put that out there on the internet, Hey, does anybody want to kind of do this? She raised her hand. I'm like, yay, Grace. (laughs) So I'm so excited to connect with you. Grace, give us a little intro about like who you are. I know you're 22 living in Ohio, but a little bit more about you and where you are right now in this stage of life. Yes, for sure. So my name is Grace, and I just graduated from college. I went to a small school in Ohio, and then I moved back in with my parents, which is very controversial for sure, but moved back home with my parents after graduating from college, and I now work as a specialist at a healthcare manufacturing and distributing company. I do work from home, which is super interesting. I never in a million years would have thought that I was going to do that pre-COVID, but now it's definitely the norm for recent college grads. So working. It takes up a lot of my time, um, but I do have a lot of free time where I get to do a lot of fun stuff. I love to read. I just got a little puppy. I got a mini golden doodle and he's just like the light of my life. Um, (laughs) I try to get involved in some volunteer work and I just joined a garden club in my town. So (laughs) you're my soul sister with being a garden. (laughs) I love it. I think that I might be the youngest person that's joining it, but I'm super excited. My mom's gotten involved. They're always doing crafts and service and decorating places. So I think that it's the place for me. I love young people into gardening. When I first got married, I was 24 and I loved gardening and I was reading like the farmer's almanac and stuff. My husband's like, you are like an 80 year old trapped in a 20 year old's body. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I just saw the 2024 
Explore Farmer's Almanac come out at a bookstore and I was like so close to buying it. Let me tell you. I was like, I feel like that would have some good info in it. It is. It's fascinating. We are old (laughs) souls, my friend. I love it. (laughs) And I'm here for it. Okay. So living at home, I know we've talked on and off about just like a few random things, like the struggles of, of this current stage in life and, you know, kind of waiting for what's next, but enjoying where you are now and everything in between. Like, I guess just talk to me about like some current things or, or what the struggles are and how can I help my younger friend Grace in this beautiful stage of life? Yes. So definitely dealing with a lot of change. I feel like right now being a college grad, going back to living at home and working in the real world for the first time, I finally, I started working in July. So I hit like about the four month mark. I'm like, wow, this is longer than any internship that I've had in the summer. So it's like, okay, this is the real world. So dealing with that transition and specifically with that, I feel like I am dealing with a lot of changes in relationships. And so like dealing with maybe making new friends because I did move home, but I don't have a lot of friends around the area because they also moved out to their new big girl jobs after graduating. And I also am feeling like a lot of the friends that I do have around here may be in different stages of life and things like that. So figuring out how to develop new friendships and keep the old as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, my heart always like goes out to that it's like an unsettling stage. It's an exciting Mm -hmm. stage, but you also kind of feel like you feel like everyone else is ahead of you, which they're not. And everyone is a broad statement, but I totally know what you're going through. Okay. The first thing I want to say is like what we kind of just alluded to is define everyone, right? Because it feels Mm -hmm. like everyone has a big girl job, as you said, or everyone has a house in the suburbs or they're not living with their parents, whatever. And, and they are, there's lots of people doing, you know, but I, I get it. it. It can feel that way. The other thing I would say is enjoy the stage. I know that that's like easy for me to say, but it will be soon enough that you will be in a completely different stage where you are running to the soccer games and making you know, Rice Krispie treats for the play, or I don't know, I said the play, but like for the, for the class mom, our kid has a play coming up and also go into the play and, you know, doing all the things. And right now you do have a little bit more flexibility, but you're, we talked about this and you're such a good example of what I pray young people do well, getting involved in your community. And so even like we mentioned the gardening club, yeah, you probably the youngest person there, but I bet there's some grandmas who have some cute younger <laughs> friends, girlfriends, girls, or boys that you could potentially date, potentially be friends with, whatever, you never know. But it's just a matter of like getting out there. And that is like so huge. And so many people might work from home and might not ever get out there. And like, that's such a shame and you're getting out there, you're doing the work. So, so that's good. Hey, if you find this conversation helpful, I offer online mentoring and I would love to help you personally. I offer a few different options. Number one, I recorded a lot of the things I often go over in mentoring calls on a pre-recorded little course, and it's very easy to digest, very affordable. That is option number one. Option number two, you can book a call with me. It's super easy. There is a link to lead you to my calendar. You can find a time that works for you and we set up a phone call. And number three, you can do six week mentoring. That's a deeper dive. We get into all the good stuff, but whatever you choose, all of the options are waiting for you in the show notes right here. Just, it'll say online mentoring right there. Just click a and all of the options will be there for you. All right. Back to our conversation. 
Yeah, I think so. And just kind of also, so I, like I said, I got involved in the garden club. They only meet once a month. So I haven't totally had like my first real event yet. I just kind of shadowed some stuff going on and then um, recently joined, but learning on other ways to get involved in the community, because the place that I live is relatively small. We have about 15,000 people. So it's not super tiny, but also not a big city. And I mentioned volunteer work, but I feel like all the volunteer work I'm doing tends to be virtual. I do some work with Make-A-Wish, but it's all online and things like that. So I'm struggling to find things that I can get involved in in person. So maybe some suggestions on where to look with that too. I'm writing down notes because it's such a good question. I was just talking to a friend who she does things for couples. So like helps couples have date nights and stuff, which is great if you already have your person, but like how, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, how do you meet people unless it's just going to the bar or how do you meet people romantically or, or just meeting people in general when you're in your twenties, like there isn't, you know, how to do this thing. Well, well, are you involved in the church? Does your church have any kind of group for small groups? I mean, any kind of thing for singles or for 20 somethings? I'm a little bit a hard topic in that area because I, um, the church that I grew up in where my parents still attend, I went to school at that church, but it's not necessarily a church that I completely align with anymore. Um, I am involved with my boyfriend at a church that he goes to and he's gone to. And I've been invo- I've been going to that church with him for a little bit over a year at this point, but he does live about an hour and a half away. So I'm not there every single Sunday. And it's a little bit more, it's a little harder to get involved yeah. being further away. And it's not necessarily in the cards for me to be moving there right now. So So I feel like when I'm at home, I am in a little bit of a struggle to figure out where to go to church and how to get involved because it's it's honestly very scary for me to think about like walking into a new church by myself and sitting by myself. And I feel like I would just run out as soon as the service was done, even though I should stay and talk to people. No, I get it. Are you, would you consider yourself like an introvert or an extrovert? I think that. I think an introvert. So I used to would always say extrovert because I like to hang out with people. But then I realized that it makes me very, very tired. And I definitely value my alone time as well. And I just, I honestly prefer weekends more laying low than hanging out with like a ton of people every single weekend. So I would say I'm more of an introvert. You, I'm guessing here, but do you value like fewer but deeper friendships? Like going deep with a few people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's good and bad to all of this, right? You know, there's also the people who love a big room and can chit chat with everyone. And then there's also people who, who love what you do, the deeper friendships. And of of course there's pros and cons to all of this. I will say something you don't want to hear. And that this stage of your twenties of wanting to meet, wanting to meet people will force you to be a little bit more of the introducing yourself to strangers, going to places where you're the only person. And, And this is, a season. Um, I think that there, there is skills though, that you will use for the rest of your life of going out there and introducing yourself mm. and stuff like that. But it, yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it does get more comfortable with practice. So I was talking to a girl the other day, actually, and I challenged her, like even going to the grocery store and just practicing and just striking up a conversation. You see a little old lady trying to reach for something. Hi, ma'am. Can I get that for you? Oh, and then, and just like, isn't it a beautiful day out here? Or someone stocking the shelves. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad that you just stocked the Wheaties. I needed some breakfast. <laughs> just starting, like, challenging yourself to start a conversation with a stranger. The weather's a good one. Um, if they're wearing whatever sports teams, there's so many little ways you could just like strike up a conversation with someone. And it might be like, huh, huh. it might kind of be weird in, in, for a moment, but 
it's almost fun when you kind of get in the habit of it or just, or become more comfortable. And when it comes to meeting friends, like I said, I know this is not easy, but you never know how that might serve you. But another thing that might be <laughs> a little more easy and maybe to get your head around is one of my favorite things is looking at Facebook events. I honestly didn't even think about this until one of my friends, like she kept sending me, Oh, this is going on Chattanooga. This is going on. I'm like, how do you know this? And she's like, Oh, just Facebook events. So that I, I don't even do Facebook a whole lot, but their events section is amazing. And it will tell you what's going on in your area. I know you said you live in a small area, but maybe there's a neighboring town mm-hmm. or you never know, like even in your area, there might be things. And you mentioned your puppy, Puppies are great conversation starters and ways to meet people. So if you go to an outdoor thing, get that cute little pup on a leash and just go. And there's going to, even if you go by yourself, oh, he's so cute. She's so cute. What's her, you know, like it's just a, a automatic conversation starter. So does that make you cringe or does that get you excited? <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah. So I love what you said about the grocery store because like, since I work from home, like I do talk to teammates on Zoom and things like that, but cameras are off like 90% of the time. So it's basically just like a phone call, which is totally different from being in person, in my opinion. And so I feel like almost restless sometimes after the day's over because I'm like, okay, like I just sat in my chair for nine hours and talked to people a little bit, you know, over the screen. And so it kind of makes me excited to think like, oh, well, next time I go to the grocery store, why don't I just talk to someone like they, that maybe they just worked from home all day too, and they want to talk to somebody. And so that kind of gets me excited. And I like that you talked about like doing that as practice, because I feel like it's very low stakes. If you're just in the grocery store talking to a little old lady that just needs some help getting something off the shelf. So really love that. I think that's great advice. And then with the Facebook events, that's a great idea. Cause I feel like I see occasionally on my feed, like I'll see things come across, but it's always like a craft show, which not nothing against craft shows, but not necessarily somewhere where you're meeting all these people, but I should definitely look into that more because I know that it's getting really common to have different apps and things like that, that will advertise events. So I think that could be a good route for me to look down to. Yeah. Speaking of the grocery store, I saw this somewhere in Europe and they had extra lanes they opened up for people who wanted to talk more. It was mostly elderly people, but you think about, you know, and this is so common too, for people who work from home. If you are live on your own, you don't have any, like you, maybe you're single, you don't have any adult interaction, like all day long, you go to the grocery store and you want to chat with someone for a while. And I think about, you know, striking up a conversation with an elderly person. This is very stereotypical. I'm sure there's some elderly people who have a very popping social life, <laughs> but it might be a great, be like, oh, they might be lonely and they might be so excited that you had a conversation with them. So just throwing that out there is a one quick story that I'll tell you. When we first moved to Chattanooga, I was all in my fields. I, we were so, I was so lonely. We lived in the middle of nowhere, you know, of course, starting over with my friends. And I was just like having a pity party. And I met this sweet man when we were at church, a sweet man in his 80s. And um, he, I just struck up a conversation with him because he tried to go in and I was like a doorkeeper and I had to wait till the band was ready, blah, blah. Anyways, he, I just started talking with him. He said, my house has never been so quiet. My wife of 50 years just passed away. I've never been so lonely. And I'm like, I'm sitting there crying about how I'm lonely. And anyway, we became best friends. So <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. And I love, like you said, they're doing it in Europe, having those lanes where you talk more. I think that's great. I think that they should do that in restaurants too, because I waitressed for um, a few summers during COVID and I absolutely loved it. But I was at a 
like private yacht club. And so very busy on the weekends for sure. And there was a few people that would come in just alone. And it was always so sad for me because they would want to talk to me all the time. Like, oh, I have four other tables. Like I need to go get their food. Like I'll be right back. So I think that, I think that's a great idea. I hope that they adopt that over here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause I can imagine you could be bigger tips. At least that would be the you know, right. But I mean, like just sit there and sometimes people just want companionship. Like we're made for that. And it's a beautiful thing, but sometimes it requires work, especially in our virtual day of age. It just requires more work. You know, I think when we used to grow up in school, generally speaking, and in public or private school, when you have, you're surrounded by people and college, and then all of a sudden you hit the real world and you're like, uh, <laughs> where's third block where I have my friends, a biology class or whatever it is. And then you're working from home. It's just, it's kind of a harsh reality. So, and it requires work, which there's no manual for that. There's no one teaching you like, how do you get out there and meet people? So it requires uncomfortability for sure. Definitely. It makes me laugh because I've thought before like, okay, where's my orientation weekend for real life? Um, I need that. (laughs) So true. And there's not, and no one talks about this. And this is why I love your age so much. It's such a pivotal decade too, because you graduate college or whatever, you know, after his high school. And then you're just like, and people just say, good luck in life. And you're like looking around at everyone else, but everyone else may not be doing it right or may not be on the path you want to be on. Mm -hmm. And so then you're like, "Uh, (laughs) what do I do? Yeah. So it's complicated for sure. I get it. Definitely. And what you just said kind of leads into another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit. So you just mentioned somebody, there could be 10 people, 10 girls that just graduated from the same school as I did, but two of them might be married, two might be engaged, two might be single, and two might be moving to a different country to pursue their dreams over there. And so I feel like with the friends that I do have around me, specifically like my sister, my older sister lives down the road and she is amazing. Um, Then I have a few other friends from high school that are definitely in different stages of life than I am. A few, it's kind of both sides of the spectrum. I have a few that are married and like looking to have kids. And then I have a couple that are single and I'm in the middle dating someone, which obviously I think it's great to have friends in all different stages of life. And I value them so much, but I feel like sometimes it's hard to connect with them on different things. So if you have any advice on like making sure that I'm keeping those friendships strong, even when we're not in the exact same phase of life. That is true. And again, why I love your age group so much, because Yeah. Someone your age married with a baby is having a much different Friday night than you, you know, or someone who just moved to a different country, like you said, pursuing whatever it may be. And so I think a a few things, number one, it's okay for friendships to change and Mm -hmm. that will happen because that is just life. Right. And sometimes I think that it's, we have these friendships that come and go in our life and we're very vital to each other and we, we serve and, you know, pour into each other's lives for that season, but maybe just for that season. And then of course there's friendships that last a lifetime. One thing I was just thinking about the other day is, you know, if we didn't live in Chattanooga forever, who that I'm currently friends with, would I want to take with me, so to speak, not, Mm -hmm. you know, physically, but like a lifelong friendship. And and it's a shorter list than the people you're just normally acquainted with the people you just run into day in and day out. And thinking about that though, helped me to, okay, these are the people I want to invest in more. If we have a free Friday night, who do we want to invite to dinner? Who do we want to you know, pour into? And so that might kind of at least help you narrow your list or, or think about that. But then the other thing, let's say one of your dear friends is in a completely different stage. She just has a newborn baby. And you're like, I don't know what to, <laughs> you're covered in spit up. And I'm over here, you know, I think it's important to, to just ask her, like, how can I help you in this stage of life? And because that, that is a very busy and stressful stage and, and 
So people, a lot of friends, single friends will just be like, oh, just get a babysitter and come out with me. Like I, I can't, I'm like nursing or whatever, you know, there's so many things that I just didn't understand when my friends were having babies or whatever, maybe before me or people who were getting married or people who were single. Like there's so many different needs or worries or strengths or weaknesses that we can help each other out if we're in a different stage. And so sometimes just a conversation. Sometimes that's, Hey, I, I noticed that I might have a little bit more free time than you do. I would love to, I don't know, come over with you and chit chat while we rake the leaves in your backyard, because they're not going to be able to have find two hours for a coffee date, you know? Um, but you can connect with them while you're actually doing something or meal prepping. I have a good friend. We would meal prep every Sunday and it was like so fun because we were meal prepping for our families, but also being able to chat and do life together. And that's like how all ancient societies did it. Like all the women would get together to wash the clothes or, or get the water out of the well. And I think that in our modern appliances and our modern sinks and washer, like we, we miss that sisterhood of doing life together. And then we always say, Oh, let's get together, have a coffee. I don't have time for that. (laughs) I guess I have to do. And so do you, but we can, I don't know, rake leaves together, like I said, or, or work out together, go on a walk, do something that's also beneficial and two birds with one stone, as they say. Yeah, I love that so much. One thing that I love to do, I don't think I mentioned this in my intro, is I love to cook and bake. Like I make dinner for my family like almost every night because I just love to do it and I love to try new recipes. And something that I would do with my roommates a lot when I was in college was we would cook dinner together or like just like you said, meal prep for our lunches together on a Sunday night. And I was like, oh, I can't really do that anymore. And I was trying to like find a way to like get involved in some sort of like cooking community, but there wasn't really anything in my area, but that just opened up a whole new door for me. I'm like, Hey, I could have this friend over or I could go over there and help them meal prep. So I love that. And I think I'm going to try to implement that coming up because it's something that I love to do and also like really knock something out that you need to do. Yes. And as you kind of alluded to, if it doesn't exist, just start it. And I know that sounds like maybe kind of intimidating, but you know, starting a book, it doesn't have to be so fancy. Like, okay, I went together with three friends and Hey, Sunday night, my house, bring your ingredients. Let's meal prep together or garden thing. Hey, this time, this place, we're going to plant swap and we're going to bring our cuttings and our roots or whatever, our bulbs and exchange plants. People who aren't plant people don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Unplant people. We love you. And we'll give you some of our cuttings. Um, (laughs) Anyways. So One thing that I am really proud of is several years ago, I started a mastermind group and this is just friends that I knew. So doing what I do, podcast, speaking, whatever, it is kind of isolating because a lot of people just don't get it. And like, oh my gosh, I just had this video. I just had some hate comments on a video that went viral. Like my friends, like volleyball moms don't get that. And like, it's fine. Like, I'm not mad about it, but it's just a weird space. And so I reached out to people I knew that are close to my age doing similar things that I'm doing on the internet. Like, Hey, what if we got together like every other week through zoom and just, you know, held each other accountable, talked about the goals we want to meet and then check in. Do we meet those goals? That kind of thing. And then someone's always on a hot seat. We rotate the hot seat of like, we go to their social media, we go to their website. Hey, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Maybe you should fix that. It's, it's my favorite thing. Every other week we meet together and it was just started with an idea. No one pays to be a part of it. It was just a group. And so that's something that could, anyone can start. We call it a mastermind group. You can call it whatever you want, but this is, um, anyway, if it doesn't exist, just start it. And that's my encouragement to my 20 somethings. That might sound intimidating, but it's really not. And it doesn't have to be that fancy. You just start it and figure it out as you go. 
Yes, I love that mentality. And I think that like definitely sounds intimidating you saying that, but I'm like, okay, like I could ask one friend to come over and we could try a new recipe. And then if she enjoys it, like maybe she'll invite her friend or her mom or somebody and it will just like grow from there. So I guess that it doesn't, it doesn't seem so daunting when I think of it like that. Yeah. And you will be fine. You will be have the greatest cooking club there is. And I want to come over from Chattanooga to Ohio. We'll make it happen. (laughs) Yes, I absolutely should. I would love to have you. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. You you had a list, I think, right? Or was that everything? Yes. I had a list of all of the good stuff I wanted to talk to you about. So another thing was, especially getting out of college, I've noticed that I have some friends who I definitely really appreciate as friends, but definitely have different walks of life than I do and are maybe falling away from their faith a little bit. And I feel like I'm kind of in a stage of growing in my faith right now, obviously, Everybody has different trials and things like that. I've had a lot of instances of that in my life and had a lot of good people pour into me. So I'm wondering how I can kind of do that in return, how I can pour into my friends, but not being trying, making sure I'm not coming off as like judgmental, making sure I'm still being a light for the Lord, but also not ruining the friendship and just telling them exactly what to do, just how to handle those friendships to the best of my ability. Mm, such a good question. This is also similar to like, how do I talk to a friend who's in a toxic relationship? Yes. You totally had a podcast episode on that and I loved it. I can remember it right now. Oh, thank you for listening. Yeah. I think that for both of these subjects, really, it's a matter of, of loving them where they are. No one responds well to pointed fingers of you should, or you should not, which I know your personality, you would never do that. But I think that one of the best pieces of advice I can give is to ask them questions because when they're able to answer their questions, it's almost like a aha moment a lot of times. And so for example, I'm trying to think of how it could relate to your faith. Like, yeah, I noticed, or let me think. <laughs> so, okay. I have to edit this part out. <laughs> Let me relate it to a, a boyfriend relationship because I think that that's easier when it comes to relating questions. But maybe I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of girls and they will say like, oh yeah, you know, you said that you really want someone who is never going to cheat on you and he already has before. So <laughs> question mark um, mm-hmm. or, okay, when it comes to faith of like, yeah, you know, we've always said our faith matters to us. And so that that's a path and those paths that we're on will end up, will determine where we end up. And so if like, if, you know, if I want to go visit you in Ohio, I need to travel North. Like this is not complicated, but when it comes to our life or our faith, we're like, okay, yeah, I want to be a Christian, but I'm going to be on that quote path by, you know, going the completely opposite direction and how, how in the world, you know, if I go South out of my driveway, I will never end up in Ohio. Like I will go to Florida and then to the ocean. And we, we do that all the time with our lives. Like, yeah, I, I want a good Christian life. I want to raise our kids in church. I want a good Christian husband. Meanwhile, I'm going to go look for him dancing on the tables, taking body shots. Like, listen, no judgment friends. I was there too. But how, how can you, it just doesn't make sense. If, if if this is what you want, you have to be in the direction to go there. And so all that to say, if there is a way to somehow form that into a question or, you know, I imagine the friends that you're talking to would still say they value, you know, they still would say that they probably, you know, are a Christian or they, they want to pursue the Lord, but you know, the, the demons say they believe. And so it's not just about belief. It's about like fruit in their life. And we can't call that out in others because that's obviously you know, brings up their defenses, but 
you can continue to love, continue to pray for them, continue to be an example, which is all hard and easy. (laughs) And just, you know, showing up with love and showing up with like, how can I help you? How can I pray for you? That's a certainly um, opportunity that is complete, takes all the defenses. Like, um, hey, you know, I'm creating a prayer journal and I love to pray for people that are close to me. How can I pray for you this week? No one's going to be like, how dare you? You know, like that's such a kind thing to say. So, so maybe that's a good way to open up the the gates and, and open up that conversation and, and just lovingly like ask questions of, of where they want to go and how you can help them get there might be a way to open that conversation. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I really like that. I think that that's really great advice because like I said, I've been there before. It's I've gone through a lot of hard stuff and made a lot of bad decisions in the past. And I will still continue to make bad decisions up until the day that I die because we're all human. And so I think that's just really good advice on not being really pushy because I'm definitely a very non-confrontational person. I don't like to make people upset. So that's a very good way to handle it for sure. And I do have a prayer journal that I've been trying to get back into. And I like to write like in a big letters what I'm praying for and then around it some like more details and things like that. So I think that's definitely a way I could go to. Oh, that's super cool. I love the idea of the prayer journal. That's really cool. I like that. Thank you. Nice. You're so fun. All right. I have another kind of transitioning to another topic of things to talk about, if that's all right with you. Yeah, bring it. Okay. So I am not engaged at this time in my life, but um, my boyfriend and I have looked at rings the past couple months. He has a ring and while we're filming this, it's around Halloween time, but I know that we are most likely going to get engaged by the end of 2023, which is super exciting. Um, little shout out to Katie. So Katie is the reason that I met my boyfriend, actually. Oh, I don't know if she knows this. I do not know this. <laughs> but you, a couple of years ago, one of your sponsors for your podcast was the dating app Upward. It's a Christian dating app. This is not sponsored by me by any means, but definitely um, recommend it. So I got onto that app because I had heard about it from Katie's podcast. And that is how I met my boyfriend. And we've been together for over a year now. And he is amazing. So that little plug there, Katie is the reason that I am where I am today with that. Oh my gosh, you just made my day. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad. I remember in like when you were talking about it, you were like, okay, and then send me the wedding pictures. And I'm like, I'm going to send Katie my wedding pictures. Like she is going to get them because she asked for them like three years ago. Yes. Yes. This is why I do what I do. I love it. So anyways, he is great. We have um, a very happy relationship, obviously not perfect by any means, but I'm super happy in that relationship. And we both know that we're moving towards the engagement stage. And I know that you have been happily married for many, many years. And so I would just love to hear any advice that you have or like specific books or resources that you would suggest like in this phase or maybe like going into engagement, going into marriage, things like that. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited for you guys. The first thing that came to my mind is Tim Keller's Meaning of Marriage. It's very good. And anything that Gary Thomas writes, he wrote Cherish and Sacred Marriage and several other books. But both of these guys talk about the the holiness that is marriage and how just the good and the bad, the, the ebb and the flow, you know, you're going to get on each other's nerves and you're going to cherish each other and how to cherish each other more than you get on mm-hmm. each other's nerves and how looking to the cross as the model of forgiveness, because you're going to have to learn to forgive well and, you know, continually just to show up and 
the the quest to find love is over. You have you found well, hopefully you're not engaged yet, but <laughs> the quest to find love is over. But the quest to find how to love this person well is just beginning. And mm-hmm. so a lifetime of you know learning the love language, which you've probably heard of, and showing up for that person. And, and obviously when both couples, when, you know, husband and wife are both doing this well, this is the beauty in it. And when it becomes one-sided is when it gets hard, but that's also the the joy of marriage, because, you know, if you're giving more in a season and then you're going to be depleted and then hopefully he's going to give more and vice versa. And so this is just the ebb and the flow and the beauty of it all. But so many th- resources I'm, I'm thinking of in my head. Another thing I want to suggest though, is just having a couple friend it's older than you guys that you know and respect and love i'm not sure if are your parents still married yes they are okay and it, are his parents yes amazing okay so you already have two couples who are standing the test of time which is amazing so my husband and i sure. didn't have that so we we looked at two couples in our church which was super helpful and i this has come up so many times recently but when we were newlyweds, there was a, a woman in our church. She was like in her seventies. She was widowed and she kind of took under her wing. There was probably like five or six of us young couples, all like babies in our twenties. None of us had babies yet. And she was like, let me just show you how to do this thing called marriage. Well, and she got Kay Arthur's precept marriage book. And it was like deep dive, like all the deep scriptures and all the deep stuff. But I look back, you know, we married 19 years and how all of those couples that we were in are that we're in that group together are all still married, you know, all raising beautiful families. And I, I think about that woman and how she, you know, she was retired. She was widowed. She could have just watched murder. She wrote all day, but she chose to like pour into us. And so obviously if you can find someone like that, that'd be awesome. Or just dive in creating a small group. Like we talked about creating, you know, surely there will be other young couples in your, in your community. And if you're like, Hey, we want to start a small group. We want to get together every I don't know, Tuesday night or whatever it may be. And that, read the meaning of marriage, read a book by Gary Thomas, learn what this looks like together and talk about it. And like the, when you know you're not alone and you can talk together about the frustration, but happiness, but all the, all the emotions that are being engaged and being newlyweds, like knowing that you're not alone is so beautiful. And also just sharing the good and the bad. Like it's just such a beautiful stage to share together. So I don't know. I, I love the marriage stage. I love the engaged stage. It's such a wonderful time, but yeah, I mean, in short, those are some resources that I would suggest and, and get some people around you because I think that we were made to live more generationally and having, you know, people ahead of us to walk with us and show us, be an example. I'm a big believer in the phrase, you can't be what you can't see. So having that example of what a Christian marriage is, of course, no one's perfect, but like, what does this look like kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And then, and then also just like, you know, the scripture is going to show us a little bit better idea of, you know, how, how to do this thing well and diving into a book or some resources like that together with some other young couples will be so helpful. Ah, I'm so excited for you. Definitely. Thank you so much. Those are all seem like super great resources. And a few weeks ago, Amazon had their big prime day. And so I actually ordered the meaning of marriage because I've heard good things about it. And I haven't started it yet, but that just came in. So I'm super excited to dive into that. And kind of going off of that, you mentioned like, obviously, I'm only 22 years old. And so um, I'm not going to be in my early 20s, most likely when I am getting married. And so I know you said you were 24 when you got married. And so depending on where you live in the United States or around the world, I think that there's definitely different attitudes around it. But 
for me, typically it feels like in my area specifically, there's not a lot of people getting married very young. So I am kind of ready for some backlash on that. My sister is several years older than me and just got married and she still got backlash. So I don't like if you had any backlash on like getting married too young and um, like how to handle that gracefully. Oh, goodness. Well, first of all, whose business? (laughs) Like why that's so odd that I think that's a cultural shift and that shifted in the last like decade or two, because it was, I mean, our grandparents got married when they were 18, 19 and that was the Mm -hmm. norm. And so just in two generations, like, I I don't know. I don't think that I will tell you fun fact, and this is going to make people mad as well. (laughs) There's two, two schools of thought cornerstone versus capstone marriage. Cornerstone is what we're talking about being married young, you're young and dumb and broke and you, you figure life out together. You grow up together, you build, um, hopefully wealth or at least money, you know, enough to survive and you, you grow up and and figure out life together. And then capstone marriage is the school of thought of like, you get your life together and then you get married. Like you get a good job, you get a good house, you get established, whatever, whatever. The studies show us that cornerstone actually has better odds because mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's so many things here, but one thing to think about that isn't often talked about is if you get married, let's say when you're 30 and you already have your ways of doing the laundry and folding the, you know, or putting away the dishes and cl- like you just get more set and no, this is the way you do things. And your spouse is the same and it just can be more complex. Now, all that to say, you need to find the person who you can chase after the Lord together. And if that doesn't happen until you're 40, that is much better than just saying, oh, well, I might as well marry this dirt bag because I'm 20 and a capstone, cornerstone, whatever, a cornerstone marriage is supposedly has better odds. It has better odds for some reasons, but I don't want you to hear that and just go off and marry <laughs> some decent catch. No, you, you need to have high standards and wait and, and Perhaps that's some reasons, but I think that our culture is focusing like, oh, you got to wait and have your whole life figured out. Like, no, actually the studies show that when you, you you figure life out together, you have better odds. But anyway, so I don't know if you want to throw a little study at them if people give you, try and give you backlash, but I mean, just like whatever people can say what they want. You just, you just live your life sister and people are going to say there's so many, I have a friend who has six kids and everyone in the grocery store when she has her six kids all over the place. Oh, you have your hands full. Don't you know what causes that? Whatever. She's like, yes. And we love the blessing that is our six kid family. Like everyone mm-hmm. has their comments, but let them do, let them, they have a lovely family and they are raising these six kids beautifully and they're doing a great job. And thank goodness for families like that because we need them. So we, everyone doesn't need to have their two cents worth. Like let just, and that's the lesson for everyone else listening. Like let, her get married young, young, let someone else get married, quote, older, you know, and who's to decide who's it. There's no race. There's no trophies for first or last place. Like you mm-hmm. do you and that's okay. It looks different for so many people. I have a very good friend who got married for the first time at 32 into a lovely guy. I love them. They, she is a stepmom now and they have a wonderful life and it's okay. None, none of these are better or worse. They're just different. So yeah, yeah. I have strong feelings about that. <laughs> For sure. Great info and like such great advice. I really appreciate that insight for sure. And like you said, definitely a generational thing, really interesting to deal with. But I love, I've never heard like the cornerstone and the capstone marriage. And I think that, like you said, like whenever you find your person is a time to get married, not saying that you need to get married when you're 22 years old. But I think that it's 
so great that like thinking about it that way, like me and my boyfriend, we both just live with our parents right now. And looking at the way that our future is most likely going to go, we both plan on living with our parents until we get married because there's no point in moving out at 22 for six months or whatever. And so I think it's going to be so special to kind of create that life together. And no matter what age you are, you're creating that life together. But it's like, okay, like you don't have your own thing that you do all by yourself. I don't have my own thing. So it's just, I think that that's a very sweet thing for sure. So very excited about that. And I feel ready to handle it because I'm sure there'll be somebody saying something, but it'll be okay. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Thank you for your feedback. That's like the people who uh, try and give me feedback on how to do my videos better. I'm like, wow, cool. You have a hundred followers. Thank you for your feedback <laughs> and no you content. Try it. <laughs> you try it and then get back to me. Yeah. And then just a quick defense to the people who are living at home past college. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's very fiscally responsible to live at home after college. And I always say like, don't look necessarily where people are, but where they're going. You are Mm -hmm. putting away money. You are engaged to a great guy. Like, let's say you were single though. And like, okay, let's say you're dating someone. Oh, well they live in their, they live at home and they, I don't know, they don't have a great career yet. Okay. But are they saving up money? Are they in college for the career that they want? Are they in trade school or whatever it is? And then they get the career they want, like where they're headed, not versus not necessarily where they are is what you need to look at. And so there ain't nothing wrong with going back home after graduation or whatever it may be. So just a little defense to my people who find themselves living in their, their bedroom they grow up in or whatever it may be. Yes, I 100% agree with that. I know it's not for everyone, but it has been like a really big financial thing for me. I get to save a lot of money and especially working remote, there's no point in me moving somewhere else at this point in my life because I have a close relationship with my family and I my friends are all over the board um, in terms of where they're living at. So there's no real place for me that I have a super big interest in moving right now and spending all that money on. So I definitely appreciate it and I'm enjoying this stage of life. I think it's special that I get to spend this time with my parents before I am getting married and moving out. Yeah. And you cook. So I'm sure they're like, don't leave. <laughs> exactly. They definitely appreciate that. That's that's their payment. <laughs> my rent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, teach my kids how to cook. (laughs) It'll be great. That's awesome. Oh, Grace, you're such a blessing. Like I am just so thankful for where you are and what's ahead for you. I feel like the world is your oyster and so many exciting changes are ahead and congratulations. I didn't know about that upward. Thank you so much for that little shout out. That's so exciting. Yes, for sure. Thank you for your support. It's been so great to talk to you as always. I absolutely love your content. So just happy to be here and get to talk with you. Oh, well, the feeling is mutual. Thank you so much for for doing this. Being our first guest, you killed it. Yes, thank you. This has been great. Super happy to have done it. And it was a great opportunity and a good little lunch break for the day. Yay. All right, guys, I'll put in the show notes, like the books that we talked about. (laughs) Sorry, I shot my pen. The books that we talked about and Grace on Instagram. So thanks so much for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Truth For Your 20s podcast. My name is Katie and the best compliment you can give is sharing this episode on your social media. Just take a screenshot and tag me at Katie Bulmer Life. I would love to give you a big giant hug through our DMs on Instagram. And hey, make sure you reach out while you're there. I check all of my DMs. TikTok and Instagram are my favorite places to hang out and the handle is the same on both Katie Bulmer Life. Thanks so much for hanging out today and I hope that you gain some truths for your 20s.